Alicia Sam and you're watching HW News. Welcome to South Connect. In this weekly episode, we gather all the important and interesting news from across the southern states of India. Let's begin with Karnataka. On Friday, October 28, allegations that a representative from the chief minister's office approached reporters and editors of news organization with bribes ranging from Rs 1 lakh to Rs 2.5 lakh in the form of Dipavali hampers led to significant controversy surrounding Karnataka chief minister Baswaraj Bombay. Three journalists told the News Minute that the fine, according to a news report by the News Minute, three journalists had said that money-filled hampered had been provided and two others said that they had returned the money to the CM's office. Another journalist claimed that while they personally had not received the hamper, they were aware of others who had. According to the report, senior journalists in a leading newspaper claimed that, yes, they sent money, but I didn't see how much money they sent. I immediately sent it back as soon as it came to my notice. The journalist said that the Deepavali sweet hamper had been left at the office with the guards last Saturday night. I picked it up and when I opened it, I saw an envelope with cash in it. I did not count it, but I made sure the amount was returned, the journalist said. The journalist added that he has sent a letter to the CM expressing his serious dissatisfaction with this. He also said, sorry, I have been political reporter for years. This has never happened with me before, he added. The Karnataka Congress took to Twitter on Friday evening to question the chief minister over the allegation. It is known that a journalist has upheld the journalism by returning a rupees 2.5 lakh bribe given by the chief minister's office. This incident is a proof that Karnataka journalists will not allow the sanctity of the journalism to be threatened. The chief minister must answer why journalists were given bribe, the tweet by the Congress party read. After a well-known Kerala-based band Taikudam Bridge filed a copyright infringement lawsuit, a Kerala court issued an injunction prohibiting the creators of Kantara and many music streaming services from playing the song Vara Rupam from the movie. The group claims that Kantara's Vara Rupam and the group's own 2015 song Navarasam had unavoidable similarities. Thank you for everyone's continuous support the band posted on Instagram to announce the news. The principal district and sessions judge Corey Code has injected the producer, director, music composer, Amazon, YouTube, Spotify, Wink, Music, Geo Savan and others from playing the song. Vara Rupam from Kantara without permission of Taikudam Bridge. The band shared on its Instagram page. The suit for injunction was filed on behalf by music attorney Satish Murthy, a Supreme Court of India advocate, the Instagram post added. The makers of Kantara will now have to move to court for a stay order for relief. Taikudam's Navarasam, a classical rock number, was a tribute to Kerala's popular art from Kathagali and spoke about its commercialization. Vara Rupam in Kantara depicts the beliefs and worship of Bhuta Ardhane in Dakshina Kannada, pointing out that the similarities between the two songs are blatant infringement of copyright laws, the band had earlier said. We would like our listeners to know that Taikudam Bridge is in no way or form affiliated with Kantara. The unavoidable similarities between IP Navarasam and Vahara Rupam in terms of audio is therefore a blatant infringement of copyright laws. Moving forward with Kerala. 
On October 27, protesting fishermen escalated their unrest by setting a fishing boat on fire and tossing police barricades into the sea as the protest over the Virinam Seaport project in Tiruvannapuram approached their 100th day. Numerous fisher people, including women, arrived at the area by land and sea and pried through the gates locked to the project site by yelling slogans. In addition to the people from the coastal communities, the Latin Archdiocese organized a big group of fishermen to travel by boat from adjacent locations notably Mutalapuri, to stage protest. One of the demonstrations informed reporters that there are no other means of getting the authorities to comprehend their situation besides by displaying the burning boat. We would not have life if there was no coast. We are destroying our source of income. If the port is built, we will permanently lose our coast, he said. Another fisherman raised the issue of long-standing lack of kerosene subsidies for the community's fishermen and urged that they be supplied on par with Tamil Nadu, a neighboring state. Police protection has been stepped up around the site of the port that is now being built and in the area surrounding it as a result of allegations that fishermen want to escalate their protest. The Union Health Ministry has chosen to deploy a high-level team to assess the avian influenza epidemic in the state after a bird flu outbreak was identified at Haripad in Kerala's Alapura district. The group will conduct a thorough investigation into the outbreak and present report with suggestions. Experts from the National Institute of Tuberculosis and Respiratory Disease, New Delhi, the National Center of Disease Control, New Delhi, the National Institute of Epidemiology, Chennai, and All India Institute of Medical Science, New Delhi, make up the seven-person team from the union government. Dr. Rajesh Keramani, who works for the regional office Office of Health and Family Welfare in Bengaluru is in the team's data. The team will also help the state health department with public health measures, management guidelines and protocols to handle the state's growing number of recorded cases of avian influenza, according to the ministry. The next state we have is Tamil Nadu. The Coimbatore Vehicle Blast has been accused of being diverted by the Tamil Nadu police, according to BJP State President Annamalai. The police department charged Annamalai with attempting to obstruct the investigation by voicing thoughts regarding items that were taken from the scene of the incident on October 23rd in a new statement published on Saturday, October 29. Annamalai was charged with attempting to discredit the Tamil Nadu police in a statement as well. Annamalai had earlier alleged that there was an ample evidence pointing to a terror attack in Coimbatore and yet a little action was taken despite the union government having issued an alert on October the 18th. According to a statement from the police department, the circular received on October the 18th was shared with all the city and the district police officials and did not mention anything about Coimbatore in particular. If Tamil Nadu police had received any hints about the Coimbatore incident, the police would have conducted raids, seized the explosives and arrested the people involved in the matter. We are asking the former Karnataka police official Anamalai to stop spreading fake news and not bring disrupt to the Tamil Nadu police, the statement further said. Responding to a speech by Dravida Muntera Kargam, TMK functionary Saidi Siddiq, Bharatiya Janda Party leader Khushbu Sundar said that men abuse women. It shows the kind of upbringing they had and the toxic environment they were being brought up in. Taking to Twitter, the actor-turned-politician said, These men insult the womb of a woman. Such men call themselves followers of Kailanagar. She also questioned whether this was the Dravidian model under the Chief Minister M.K. Stalin. The speech in question called Khushbu and other actor-turned-politicians of the BJP, including Gayatri Raghuraman, 
Namita and Gautami as items, a derogatory way of referring to women. In his speech, Saidai Sadiq also made a sexual innuendo about Kushbu while talking about the time when she was a member of the DMK. Reacting to Kushbu's tweet, DMK Member of Parliament and Deputy General Secretary Kanimori apologized as a woman and a human being for what was said in his speech. Kanimori's tweet said, This the speech can never be tolerated irrespective of whoever did it, or the space it was said, or the party to, they adhere to. The MPs added that she is able to openly apologize for the speech because of her leader. MK Stalin and her party did not condole this action. Moving forward with Andhra Pradesh. Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister Vice Jagan Mohan Reddy hosted top party leaders at his Tadepalli office in Guntur on Wednesday, October 26. The gathering is the latest among the steps taken as a part of Mission 175 ahead of the 2024 Assembly election. As the name suggests, Mission 175 is an ambitious plan to win all 175 Assembly constituency in the state. On Wednesday, CM Jagan met with almost 70 party cadets from Tekalli constituency in Sri Kulam district and named MLC Duva Srinivas as the YSR Congress Party candidate from Tikalli in the 2024 Assembly election. Top party officials as well as other leaders including Sarpanchas, Mandal Parishad and Zilla Parishad territorial constituencies attended the meeting. The Chief Minister's announcement is contrary to the popular practice as it is unusual to announce candidates more than a year ahead of the election. Tikalli constituency is perceived to be the stronghold of Telugu Desam Party, Achan Naidu. However, the YSRCP had won the local elections in Tekali in 2021 with a large margin. Earlier in September, Jagan Mohan Reddy had announced the candidature of MLC Krishna Raghava Jayendra Bharat in Kuppam, yet another TDP stronghold from where Chandra Babu Naidu has won the last seven elections since 1989. At a public meeting, he said, I will make him a minister if you will make him the MLA. He will show what real development means. And the last state we have is Telangana. The Telangana High Court overturned the lower court's decision to refuse the remand of three defendants who were allegedly connected to BJP on Saturday, October 30th, in a significant development in highly publicized TRS MLA poaching case. The Central Bureau of Investigation, the state government and the union government were all asked to respond after the court heard a plea from the BJP on the subject and delayed the investigation into the poaching case. The BJP had earlier on Thursday requested in a high court filing that CBI or any other national agency look into the alleged poaching. According to the Deccan Chronicle report, Justice Bullam Vijayan Reddy issued temporary orders postponing the case's investigation. Regarding the remand of the accused, the High Court directed Ramachandra Bharat, Elias Satish Sharma, Korinanda Kumar, Elias Nandu and Simiaji to surrender before Saidarabad police within 24 hours. It also asked the lower court to send the accused to the remand if the police produced them again. Justice Chilakur Sumalata passed the orders on a criminal revision petition filed by the Cyberbath police seeking to set aside the ACV special court's judges order rejecting the remand of the accused. The first additional special judge for SPE and ACB cases had rejected the remand application of the accused when they were presented before him late on Thursday night. The judge observed that the police failed to comply with the mandatory procedure of issuing notice to the accused under Section 41A of the Criminal Procedure Code. That's all for South Connect today. For more such political updates, keep watching our channel HW News. Whatever your views are, do let us know in the comment section below. Take care of yourselves. Thank you. Now be the first to know about the latest updates on our new news app. Go on your Android or iOS. Search for HW News Network.
Download our app, choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news.